Good morning. Welcome back to the King of Kings Morning Show. You are listening to Radio WFHL 88.1 FM, New Bedford, and Radio WFHL International over the Internet. You could be listening on your computer, tablet, or cell phone. Our website address is RadioWFHL.com. You could also be listening on the King of Kings Morning Show podcast, available on the Apple Podcast Store, the Google Podcast Store, uh, Spotify, Overcast, and a bunch of other platforms. Uh, basically available wherever major podcasts are available. So definitely take a look, download that, get that set up so that you don't have to miss the King of Kings morning show on this Thanksgiving vacation that we're having. Uh, once again, like we told you, everybody, the last few days, we're not going to be here tomorrow, which is Thursday and Friday as well as we're not going to be here. So and then Saturday and Sunday. So we have a we have a nice little little break. But uh, nonetheless, we'll be back bright and early Monday morning, Monday, the uh, 26th, I guess. Yes. Okay, this is the King of Kings Morning Show. We're here live every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, once again, you're listening to Radio WFHL. If you'd like to give us a call, you can give us a call, 508-991-7600. If you'd like to say hi, if you have any prayer requests, if you have any song requests, once again, 508-991-7600. Or you could write us a letter, Radio WFHL, P.O. Box 3025 in New Bedford, Massachusetts, 02741. Once again, Radio WFHL, P.O. Box 3025 in New Bedford, Massachusetts, 02741. Uh, We're here live from our studio in downtown New Bedford, King of Kings Christian Church, here at 71 William Street in New Bedford, Massachusetts. We have four services throughout the week. We have a Sunday 10 a.m. worship service and a Sunday 6 p.m. evangelistic service, both of which are broadcasted live here on Radio WFHL. We also have Wednesday and Thursday services, both at 7 p.m., Wednesday being our School of Ministry, our Bible School and Thursday, 7 p.m., being our prayer meeting service. All services are public events, so we greatly appreciate each and every one of you who comes down and joins us. It's one thing to listen live at home, but it's a completely different experience to be here live in person. This week, though, the schedule is different, though, right? Yes. So there's going to be a Wednesday service tonight at 7, and uh, tomorrow there is no service. So uh, just a Wednesday service today. Uh, If you'd like to come down and join us, you are more than welcome. Once again, 71 William Street in New Bedford, Massachusetts, 02741. So we are here live from our studio in downtown New Bedford. Uh, today is, uh, I don't i don't remember what day it is, but uh, Tyler and Peter you, are in the studio. I do believe it's day 140 of the King. I don't, it's day 139. 139. 139. Okay. Almost. There we go. So it's day 139 of the King of Kings Whoa. Morning Show. We're here live every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Time. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Though I was, I was hoping for. How some are you more. doing? Good. I, that, yes, that's fine. <laughs> You're welcome. Did I tell you the story of that one time that uh, my boss's brother called in for my boss at work? I didn't no, 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 no. So I'm, a, I'm at work and and I'm, I'm manning the phone. I have the desk and there's the phone. The phone rings and it's my boss's brother, and he's all like, "Oh, can I? Can I? Is my brother there?" And I answered yes. And then we both just stood on the phone for like 10 seconds <laughs> in silence. And then I was like, is there anything else that you needed? And he's like, yeah, can I speak to him? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, it didn't click with me. Like, that's what he had wanted to do. Like, I just thought that he wanted to know. But uh, but no, most people would have realized that, but I, I didn't. So that was that was an interesting experience. No, this is Patrick. Yeah, basically. That's exactly what happened. It's like, no, <laughs> it's like, no. no yes, he is here. Thank you. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but that's sometimes what happens. You get just, you get like distracted by something and it's like, 
How how are, how is everybody doing today? It's it's uh the last day before our Thanksgiving uh break. That's it. It's Thanksgiving Eve. I guess you would you call it that. I don't I don't know if there's any official official title. Taking it to the next level. Uh yeah. Oh, I was I was watching a video yesterday and they were talking about saying if you haven't already started defrosting your turkey, um if you started it in the if you want to start it by defrosting it in the fridge, mm-hmm. which most people should do, um so that bacteria doesn't grow. Um too late. You're yeah, not, you're probably not going going to be able to defrost your turkey. But there is a technique where, I guess, if you put your turkey in um, like the sink with cold water and change that cold water every hour, um, you can defrost. Uh, I was trying to look it back up again. Uh, thirty thirty minutes a pound. Wow. So so if you have a twelve minute uh, twelve minute turkey, a twelve pound turkey, <laughs> <laughs> that's like a half a piece of turkey. You yeah, know? Uh, twelve pound turkey. Thirty minutes every half. I said half an hour. Half an hour every every pound. So, so that's, if you're forty twenty four. There you go. So it's six hours to defrost twelve pound turkey. There you go. So there you go. There there's your. Uh, there's so start your start now. Cold water. Pro tip. Pro tip. Uh, th- turkey defrosting or de thaw or thawing, not de thawing, just de-thaw. thawing. That because de thawing is freezing, nonetheless. Um, t- have you seen this thing that's been going around? How long will it take to? To microwave a turkey? No. Oh, oh it's the God. oh yeah, it's this, <laughs> it's this thing. It's like oh, uh, uh, text your parents like or text your mom like how how long will it take to uh to cook a turkey in the microwave? I'm just gonna put it in for a couple hours and see what happens. And it it now this is this is definitely one of those things where it's like this is internet humor, and if you don't get internet humor, you're not gonna understand. But I think it's very funny that this is this is spreading, and the reactions that some people have are very interesting. I'll have to send some your way. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to check them out. So yeah, how are you doing, Peter? Good. Uh, so uh, day day one thirty nine of the King of Kings morning show. Uh, I think it's just a uh, fitting to actually have day one thirty nine right before Thanksgiving, and Psalm one thirty nine comes to mind because it's one of my favorite psalms because it talks about who we are in God, who He has styled us to be, who He has searched us out to be. And, you know, it it was one of the main songs that made me realize, wow, I was born exactly the way God thought of me, the way that God saw me, the way that God sees me in my darkest hour, in my brightest days, in the times of trials, in the times of rest. And, you know, uh, one of the things that that in Psalm 139, uh, verse, I want to say, 14, uh, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And, you know, I, I never understood why you know, I was born this way, or why anybody are, we are born in, in a different way, and we're completely different from everybody else. And it's because that's how marvelous and wonderful God is. And when we say fearfully, it, it does not mean... Um, oh, well, I'm afraid that this person is better than me, or I'm, a, uh, or I, I'm afraid I'm not going to do better than most people. No, it's it's literally, it, we're so loved, and we're so loved in an unknowing way that it's almost kind of gives us a step back to think how how awesome we are. And, and it kind of sounds weird to just call yourself awesome, but to be honest, you who are listening and, and to those that are in the studio, we are awesomely, wonderfully, beautifully made by a God who loves and fearfully loves us. 
Amen. Amen. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we'll definitely jump back into that when we come back from our break, really quickly. But uh, let's uh, let's start it off. Let's dedicate the show to the Lord, and we'll get started. So, mm-hmm. got it. So, Heavenly Father, we bless you, God, and we thank you. We thank you for another day here in the King for King Studio at seventy one William Street. We thank you for Radio WFHL and for all of the listeners tuning in on the radio or internet. God, we ask that you take control of this ser- this service, this um, this radio show this morning, Lord, that you have your way. Holy Spirit, inspire our speech. Let the wise answer always be on our lips, God, as we praise you and thank you for the things that you've made. This is the day you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, Holy Spirit, take control. Jesus, your Lord over the show, your Lord over this radio station, your Lord over the earth, in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome back to the King of Kings Morning Show. We're here live every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Time. You are listening to Radio WFHL 88.1 FM, New Bedford, uh, and 88.1 FM International over the internet on Radio WFHL.com. I guess, I guess it kind of just Some, like cut off. like that. Yeah, it was just like, I was like, I don't know if that really is necessary to go through the whole thing. But nonetheless, uh, we're here live every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Time. What did we talk about yesterday? We talked about... Um, about a bunch of different things yesterday. Yeah, we had we had an ama- we had an amazing show yesterday, and that's that that's part of the reason here at Radio WFHL that we decided to have a um, live morning show here at King of Kings, where um you know it really it really leaves room for the Holy Spirit to move and to minister to people, and um it was such a, such a blessing. Um, a friend of mine reached out to me yesterday, and I I didn't even know she listens all the time, mm-hmm. and she reached out to me and saying I didn't I didn't see the message until maybe twenty minutes after I I had received it. Like you guys are ministering to me right now, like this is exactly for me, mm-hmm. and it, that's that that was yesterday during our show. Um, our show t- went down like a little side trail. Mm-hmm. Um, t- towards the end where it was like, and both of us see we we knew here in the station we were like. We're, something's going on right now. Mm-hmm. We are ministering to somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's funny. You can feel the Lord just moving and working and inspiring the conversation that we're having. And um, sure, sure enough, it was it was definitely um, it was definitely a blessing to 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 know that. Like, I mean, as much as we we knew in our heart of hearts that we were ministering to somebody, that, that they reached out and said, "No, this is for me right now." Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking about a lot of different things. We were talking about, um, you know. Uh, not being afraid to pass on the torch, being able to, not being afraid to to pass over your vision, being able to to let go and, and to to say, okay, this is my time and this vision is completed, and I'm handing over the torch to somebody else, and not being afraid of of uh, handing over control of a project. You know, we were talking about. Or some, sometimes the best way to uh, see your vision fulfilled is to humble yourself and mm-hmm. and serve and to um to serve another man's vision. Yep. Yeah, we were talking about the idea that the uh, like the CEO of Bugatti. Who worked at Porsche and, and he uh, he had to work underneath uh, another group of individuals before he could go and start something on his own or in, or lead a project on his own and that's so true that sometimes we have to go and and support somebody else's vision before we can go and start our own and that's a very important uh, important aspect of our lives and realizing that that's not wasted time uh, working for somebody else and interacting with somebody else's vision is not wasted time at all. We're learning valuable skills and. We're learning about the resources required to go and forward our vision on that, our own. That's it. The, when the Bible says the Lord wants to give us the desires of our heart, He has placed some of the desires, that, m- many of the desires that we have within us, especially if that desire is for good. But many times you see it within the body of Christ that, say, um, we'll just use this example, say Peter wants to be a pastor, and Peter, the Lord has placed this desi- intrinsic desire within him to be a pastor. And he may even have the gifting and calling to be a pastor. Mm. And But he goes and he at the minute it's it's there in his heart, he's like, 
that's it. I can only be a pastor. I got to be a pastor mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. When mm-hmm. it's like there's a, there's a, a gestation period. There's a there's a time of germination. There's a time to go and and serve and to learn and to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And the and in it's due time and it's due season. There's a time and season for everything. Look at Abraham. There you go. The Abraham was given a, a promise, you know, that he was going to have a son years before he had a son. Well, plenty of years before he had a son. And it's and it's to the, such the point that it was it was becoming like a joke to to his wife, you know, that she was like, okay, this isn't going to happen. And the thing is, is that we have to look at something and we have to say a vision to God is not like, it's not necessarily right now. It could be in the future. It could be 10 years from now. It could, or, or it could be right now. There are times that people get visions to start something that right in that moment. Right. You know, or there are visions that are promises of something to come later. Well, just, just look at the entire foreshadowing of the New Testament. I mean, the G- Jesus was prophesied throughout the entire Old Testament, and it was placed, like, sprinkled there mm-hmm. throughout, throughout the whole time. It's like, there's going to be redemption. Or even uh, even New Testament, the Lord said, Behold, I'm coming qu- quickly. And John copied it and said, Even so, come Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I'm coming quickly, but it's been 2,000 years since that book was written. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I still believe that, yes, he is coming quickly. Absolutely. And... The the other aspect of this that that I thought about that we should at least define before we get into it is uh we can hinder our own vision from being fulfilled. So like we can we can stop our own growth. If we if you like uh to you know you you plant something in your in your garden, you know, and you start and you mess with it, you know, it's not the plant's fault that it's not growing. It, you're the one who's messing with it. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing with the vision sometimes. Sometimes we get a vision, and we're the ones who are messing with it, and it, we're, it's delaying it, and we're saying, why is it being delayed? And it's because we're actively messing with the with the vision. Amen. I think Abraham is a wonderful example of that. And when we, uh, after we come back from a break in a little bit, we will um, we'll definitely open up Abraham's example. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we have time now. We don't have to. We don't have to jump right in. If you well, I don't. I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to touch on before we really. Well, look, look, I liked um, yesterday, right before, uh, you know, before, well, right after I left, but before you guys broke to Charles Katz, and you guys were talking about the fact that um, we as believers, we we tend to, um, we tend to start to only uh, speak about the regurgitated revelation of somebody else's uh, understanding of the word, and Mm -hmm. then we never actually go out and feed our own mouths, and and we basically just take what our, someone already choose and choose mm-hmm. it for ourselves. And I, I had texted you, Tyler, I don't, I don't know if you, if you got the text, but um, it, it basically said, you know, because um, right at the moment you were really speaking, the show was really speaking to me um, right before I got into work, and it was um, about being lukewarm. And um, God says, you know, uh, be hot or cold, but don't be lukewarm, and because God will spit you out. And the thing what made... Uh, a revelation to me was, you know, what makes something hot and what makes something cold is in the process. Is, is It's going through something. Mm-hmm. And it's going through it by itself. It's not going through it with, with something else um, causing it to be, to, to, to be what it is. And so, you know, if you're hot for God, that's because you're seeking after the Word. That's because you just want to talk about God. You just want to talk about Jesus. If you're cold... For the word, that's because you're you're simplifying it. You're making it even more uh, sustainable and 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 harder in your own life, and you're causing it to. And this this was what really was speaking to me was basically you're taking everything that you're getting from God, and now you're simplifying it in your life, applying it to the areas that are loose in your life, and now you're trying to knit everything together according to to God's will. And so when 
when I thought of that, I was like, wow, and, you know, are, are, are we, or am I being that way with you, God? If I have, I'm sorry. If, I, if, I, mm-hmm. if I'm not doing my due diligence to seek after you, whether being hot or cold, I want to be hot or cold. I do not want to be lukewarm because, because I don't want to be just another Christian speaking on, well, this is what pastor said. This is what, or this was what this speaker was saying. And this is, I'm going to use that for my own gain. That's not your anointing. That's not your 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 calling. I, You know, you can be a pastor, but you can't borrow somebody else's material because God doesn't uh-huh. do things the same with the, with the, with a different person. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. We were talking uh, yesterday about this idea, the concept with uh, to go back to that example. And and I don't want anybody to, to think that we're, we're just talking about the cars in this example. But this is such a great example with the, the CEO of Bugatti, where he was he was working for Porsche. He was head of research and development at Porsche, but he couldn't do what he wanted to do because he had to conform to somebody else's ideas. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that happens if you look at it in a different way. When we try to emulate somebody else's anointing, we go and we try to copy exactly what they're doing. But when you don't have that spirit and you don't have that legacy and you don't have that that experience, you can't make something in the same way. Like or, or even yeah. that same vision. Uh-huh. Absolutely. You know, right. like if somebody tried to build a Porsche now, like a nine eleven, you you can't imbue the same the thing. You can make a copy of it, but you you don't have the same spirit of that car. And that's what he was confined by is that he couldn't move from that spirit of that car because he had to stay in that box. Mm. And, and sometimes we have that same thing in our spiritual lives when we're, we're trying to be somebody who has a connection with God. We're trying to interact with God and we see somebody who has an interaction with God and who has a connection with God and we try to copy and emulate their box and then we can't move from outside of that box because we don't have the spirit that, that comes with that. We don't have the, the essence and the history with God to, to be able to interact inside of that, inside of that scope. Hey Amen. That's so true. And I, I heard um I heard a preaching once talking about hot hot or cold. Somebody was opening it up. I guess they were saying that that's when the Lord was speaking to uh, the church in Laodicea in Revelation, and he was saying that sometimes a lot of times we take hot and cold out of um like oh like if you're cold you don't want anything to do with right. with, with with God at all. If you're hot you that's that's all you want is is the Word and the Lord. And he was talking about if you knew the history of the city of Laodicea. When, they, when he talks about hot or cold, I guess it's one of those uh, cultural nuances that only they would really perceive versus us mm-hmm. that we might con- misconstrue. And he's talking about um, in Laodicea, there's hot springs, like volcanic hot springs. And at the same time, there's um, there's a spring being fed from like a river and it's like freezing cold water. So mm-hmm. I guess they had two sources of hot wa- uh, of water, not hot water, but two sources of water converging in Laodicea, and it was either that super-duper hot water, mm. which was very edifying, or the super-cold water coming off the mountain that was edifying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. That's, and that, that wow. lukewarm water didn't really serve for any serve for anything, but the water was, the cold water was also refreshing, and the hot water mm. was mm-hmm. was edifying as well. Like, like, now you were saying, I don't, I didn't, I didn't live that word, so I can't, I mm-hmm. can't really open that up, mm-hmm. but... That's, I'm just gonna. I'll leave that there for everybody as a little no, charity absolutely. study out. Yeah, absolutely. And and we go and we say like, okay, we we reference people and we integrate them into what we're talking about. But that's that's a core concept. What Tyler just did there was very important, and not trying to say this is my revelation right. because a lot of people grab onto this thing, and and I, I'm sure that we're all uh, guilty of it in one area mm-hmm. or another. It doesn't necessarily need to be a scriptural thing where we say like, okay, here, the, you know that that uh, that little internet thing that it's like you made this i made this like type of thing and it's all like it's we grab onto somebody else's revelation we try to 
sell it as our own as our own like creation type of thing and, and that's where we get into a lot of issues when we when we try to emulate somebody else or we try to to do we say like okay this person is obviously doing something correctly so i'm just going to do everything that they're doing and eventually something will happen correctly it's, it's true and uh the apostle paul said imitate me as i imitate christ and there there is a place for that mm-hmm. but then th- there comes a point where there's revelation knowledge to be able to um to preach something that you've actually you went through now the bible is uh it's not subject to private interpretation mm-hmm. no the it, the Bible says that, and we'll definitely bring a scripture back for that. I I heard it yesterday, which is so so true and so clear. But the Bible is not open to any in, private interpretation. I, right. I don't need Benji to be able to interpret the Word of God. Mm. But when we eat from the Word of God itself, when we have the mind of Christ, we'll, we'll all be in agreement. Even though you can get a little deeper than maybe somebody else reading it at a face right. value, but it's 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 not to say like. Okay, your your revelation. I could never, I could never come to the understanding of the word of God like that. Mm-hmm. It's just you, the the Lord opened your eyes to that, that in that way, in that facet. So, beloved, as you're reading the word of God, ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, reveal to me the word, and make sure that whatever we're receiving from the word of God lines up with the rest of the scriptures. The scripture mm-hmm. interprets itself; it's infallible, and it will um, it will not contradict things that. That that it says in other places, right? Amen. Amen. Um, and so you know, before before I I go to work, um, I just wanted to give one more example of of just that. And it's the way that we eat. It's the way that our diet is. I mean, I go, I I work out a lot. But the main thing that that um we that a lot of people who really understand um the the aspect of of living of of an exercise of a healthy life is it's seventy two percent um eating and then the other 30 percent is resting and actually working out in the gym or outside and but the thing is is you know i could take one diet venture could take a different diet and tyler could get get it but if we but we know one thing and one thing only is that we have to eat right and we have to eat right that that makes our bodies feel good that makes our 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 bodies heal the right way and to and to move the right way but no Diet is the same, and so that's the same way that that God speaks to us with the word. Even though we know the word is for us and it is there to strengthen us, to give us joy, to give us hope, to give us a future, and to to, to know and to tell us what our purpose is in life, we have to seek it out for ourselves. What does what does God say today for me? What does God say today for this person? Because I'm praying for this person. What is, but you know, at the same time, you know. Go home and, as fast as says, go home and read your read your Bible. Why? Because it's for you. God, God didn't you know didn't just die for the world, but He also died for you. Jesus died for you and and you alone. And so you know you listening. I know you are encouraging because I'm being encouraged right now to to understand how much God loves me and God loves you, and that you know we we are just so privileged. And I just think. Thank God for for yet another day, and I thank you guys for for allowing me to be here and to be able to be a part of your conversation uh, before I go to work because this just absolutely uplifts me to be able uh, to to work with the kids and to to see the purpose in their future and hope, and that you know through the words we can you know uh, set them on the right path. Amen. So Amen. thank you so much, Peter. We we love having you down here too. 
Good morning and welcome back to the King of Kings Morning Show. We're here live every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Time. You are listening to Radio WFHL 88.1 FM New Bedford and Radio WFHL International over the Internet on Radio WFHL.com. You could be also listening to the King of Kings Morning Show podcast, available where all podcasts are available, uh, the Apple Podcast Store, the Google Podcast Store, Overcast, Spotify, all of these amazing places and more. You can listen to the King of Kings Morning Show podcast. Download it. Tell your friends. Tell your family. If you know anyone who uh, who likes podcasts, tell them to uh, to get the King of Kings Morning Show podcast. It's free. You don't have to pay for, for it. Uh, so uh, definitely go download it when you have the chance. Amen. So we're talking about... Um, well, we kind of started off and we talked to a continuation of what we were talking about yesterday where we were talking about, um, you know, continuing somebody else's vision and, and how, uh, you know, working under somebody else's vision is important. But we, we kind of sidestepped and went into not emulating somebody else's vision as well mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, this is this is something that happens a lot in in the world. You know, I just thought of an example, like a physical example, so we're going to roll with that. You know... Uh, you know, like Rolex, the watch company. Rolex has this iconic design with their Jubilee. Like we've, we've talked about this. Whole yeah, bunch. absolutely. We have. We talked about this really early in the beginning. You know, Rolex has their Jubilee, uh, their band, the bubble band with like the fluted bezel. Like they have a style. You know, people know what a Rolex looks like. The original presidential Rolex. And now you can go to any normal brand, whatever. And the chances that they have a watch that looks almost exactly like a Rolex or exactly like a Rolex and they name swap is is like almost 90% of every watch brand. Like, it's guaranteed. Yeah. And it's it's so unfortunate because it's not genuine. It's not real. It's, well, some people might say like, but it's a watch. So who cares? It looks exactly the same and it runs exactly the same and it tells the time. So who cares? But it's it's not a Rolex. Or you can even see it within the car company. There's a there's a design that sells well, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, next model year or next refresh on uh, everybody else, you have this generic white SUV look mm-hmm. now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. You you can say like a, a Maserati. A Maserati came out with the the uh, the whatever they call it, the Levante, the SUV, their SUV. They they sold more of those than they've sold cars ever. They just the market blew up, and everybody was like, "People want SUVs," and now every major car manufacturer, from Aston Martin to Rolls Royce, has decided they're going to make SUVs now. And and like following that, there's a difference between following somebody's lead and copying somebody's vision. So like we have the we have the concept of the Rolexes, where everybody makes the exact same watch, which is like copying somebody's vision. And then we have the SUVs where it's following somebody's lead. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with saying that person has the right idea. I like the the, the direction that they're going. I'm going to try to point myself in that direction, and I'm going to try to work towards achieving a goal in that general area. You see this. Um, you see this in the body of Christ, and you see this in the in the music industry as well, and especially like Christian music. Christian music would be a wonderful example. Mm-hmm. Somebody writes one song that has a, a certain structure about it, and it sells. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, well, now we all have to do this. We all have to make songs with vague water references and uh, and these broad struggles that encompass all like. Whatever anybody's needs is, because mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really that, that was that wasn't very good English, but um, you can you can see that that's that's what sold. So now I have to do that. Or uh, even in the music industry, um, I mean, I lived through the '90s, so we could use that wonderful example of uh, grunge music. There was a musical revolution that happened in Seattle in the early '90s. It started with bands like uh, Nirvana and Soundgarden, and actually Soundgarden was the first one. Then uh, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, that 
completely revolutionized the, the, the musical landscape. And by 1995, now this happened in, in like 89, 90, by 1995, everybody jumped on the bandwagon saying, oh, grunge sells, now let's commercialize it. Mm-hmm. And then by 96, it was dead. Mm. Because it it wasn't genuine, it wasn't authentic. Yeah, people just wanted to ride the coattails, make a couple bucks, and then the minute it it stopped selling, it died. Or um, sorry, I don't. Want, no, I, no, I just no. have so many examples of this. Mm. The guitar I play, the the red guitar I have, mm. it's uh, a D Augustino. That's the that's the brand. In um in the late seventies, three major guitar manufacturers, D Augustino, Tokai, and Ibanez, got together, had a meeting. Well, I don't know if they really formally talked, but basically they were in cahoots saying. Hey, let's make exact copies of Gibson Les Pauls because that was like the number one selling guitar at the time was a Gibson Les Paul. Everybody wanted a Gibson Les Paul. Let's make exact copies of Gibson Les Pauls. I mean, down to the T. Mm-hmm. No serial numbers, no nothing. Let's just make them, but outside of the country, import them, and sell them off like a fire sale. And let's just ride this donkey until she dies. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens, happens. And sure enough, by 1982, uh, all three companies got a major lawsuit against them, and they just had to stop, mm-hmm. stop making them. But they, I'm sure they made millions of dollars off the book by making mm-hmm. making a copy and riding the coattails of that awesome design. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and that's th- there's so many different aspects of that. Those these examples that are so interesting to me because it's you if you always notice that the 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 genuine ones are always worth more. Mm-hmm. Than the fake ones. Oh, now nowadays, even I mean, the fake ones are worth a lot of money. But uh, a perfect, a perfect example of a lawsuit, Les Paul, is only like eight hundred bucks. When, say, a nineteen seventy eight Gibson Les Paul would be three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten grand. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Easy. you know, and and it's usually exponentially more expensive to get a genuine version. And why is it more exponentially better to get, a, or exp- exponentially more expensive? It's because it's real, and it's because it has the the name, and it's because it has the history, and it's because it has the lineage. And just because this is this is the example, the, the Rolex one is the one that always gets me because it's like it can look the same, it can work the same, it can have a mechanical movement, it can have all of the same aspects of it, but it's not real, you know. And it's not it, you know, like and the and the thing is, is the only person. Well, most of the people who the people who know are the only ones who care. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing that that gets me with with fake watches is if you if you want somebody to notice that you have a Rolex, the only person who cares is the person who's going to be able to tell that it's fake. Mm-hmm. So that's the same thing with with our spiritual lives is this idea that if we're trying to copy somebody else's vision, if we're trying to to emulate somebody else's vision, if we're trying to be exactly like a pastor or an evangelist or a teacher or whatever, the only person who's going to notice is the person who's going to be able to see that that's not genuine. It's so true. Or even bringing a message, um, you can't you can't bring somebody something that you've ne- you haven't received yet. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't bring you food that I didn't first go and exactly. and, and make at my house. So Benjamin goes, he receives this wonderful revelation from the Word of God, writes this awesome message, and if he preaches it, there's an amazing anointing on it. Mm-hmm. So I say, you know what, Benjamin, give me your notes. I'm going to preach the same thing. But because I haven't had the revelation in my heart of hearts, I haven't processed it. I haven't, I can't really truly see it. I can only, um, I can only imitate or, or copy the, copy the things in which he said. It, it, it does, it loses its value. It doesn't have the same, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. doesn't come across the same. Absolutely. And the, the opposite interaction is also true. You know, if, if I have an anointing to write messages, I can't go and make, like, TV dinner messages for all of my pastors to go and, and like, you know, read, you know, like, say I'm, like, the head pastor of this organization, and I write down a, a message, and I distribute it to all of my pastors, and I see, like, oh, no one is getting the reaction that I thought that I got when I when Right, I it, was just, it was just bland. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, why is that happening? And it's because you're, the pastors underneath you weren't supposed to say that message. They weren't supposed to. They didn't have the revelation or, for right, that thing. They, they, they weren't there within their own hearts. They just just presented something that was on a paper. Absolutely. And you can see this in the secular world as well. It's not necessarily just in the in the spiritual world, but you can see when somebody loves something, when somebody really enjoys a mm-hmm. product, when like you you're like you can see this in salespeople. If you love a product, you can tell. When somebody loves a product, they sell it with a different with yes. a different like attitude mm-hmm. versus somebody who's just a good salesman who's doing their very best but they don't really care about the product as a whole. Well, we've talked about it. I, I said it a bunch of times. I could never be a salesman because yeah. I could never sell anything that I I didn't I, I wasn't invested in with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It just wouldn't work. Yeah, exactly. And you can see this so many times. And it's not just like a low-end brand thing. I've gone to to luxury uh to luxury watch uh I guess they're retailers. Yeah, they're retailers. Uh, luxury, luxury watch retailers. And if the the salesperson doesn't love the watch, like you can tell when somebody loves the watch. I've been to, uh, uh, well, I guess we'll just name brands. Uh, I went to AP one time, uh, Adamar Piquet, and they they loved the watches. It was just something that you could tell. Like the salespeople loved them, and they they took them out, and it wasn't a matter of like who I was or what we were doing there. It was just like look at this watch, like see how amazing this thing is. And I've been to other brands where it was like, oh yeah, that watch is X amount, and we're just like pointing at it from the glass, and it's like like it's not the same interaction. They just didn't care. But nonetheless. It, you can tell when somebody loves something, and, and that experience is different for both parties. It's different for the person who's there and who's interacting with you, and it's different for the, the person who's giving the message or interacting with the vision. Amen. So let's back up and make this practical now. So so what does this ha- all have to do with, um, with with the scope of my day-to-day? Or you could be asking me, well, Tyler, what, what can I take from this this mm-hmm. morning? Beloved, to be able to go and, and, and fulfill the Great Commission in which we were we were given to go throughout the world and proclaim the gospel, to preach the good news of salvation, to let everybody know, hey, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ and it changed my life. First, our lives have to be changed. First, we have to experience it and really love the Lord Jesus with our whole heart to be able to go out and to proclaim him, mm-hmm. to be able to say, you know, my, my sins were forgiven, so so yours can be as well. Or um, your life can be changed because my life was changed first. And um, we see the, we see this I don't want to call it a fallacy. Yeah, I guess that's the word. A fallacy very often or a disconnect between somebody who goes, um, you know, hey, here's here's the gospel. But then in the very next breath, like goes and curses out somebody else mm-hmm. or uh, their life isn't changed, but they're preaching something that they're not living. Yeah. So I want to encourage all of our listeners this morning on Radio WFHL to, to live a life worthy of our callings, to um, to be able to proclaim Jesus Christ from a, a place of uh, validity, validity of truth. To say, you know, this is these are the real fruits of my life, and now I want to show you the Lord that I know. Absolutely. Amen. Good morning. Welcome back to the King of Kings Morning Show. We're here live every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Time. We're rounding out the first half of our block. It went by extremely quickly today. We have 10 minutes left, so we're not going to throw it out yet. Um, so we've been talking about, you know, having a real vision, having our own vision, interacting with our own vision, and... Um, We've been talking about this idea of not uh, not emulating other people's visions, and and emulating is the is the best term here because 
it, emulation is when you when you do something the same thing on a different platform and it's it's like uh you know you emulate video games or old consoles or whatever uh but you know there's there's nothing wrong with and uh, we'd like to clarify this because there's nothing wrong with saying that person is doing the right thing okay this this concept is right that pastor that evangelist that teacher is pointing the right direction they know what they're talking about they know what they're saying i'm gonna line myself up i'm i'm going the wrong way i'm gonna line myself up with that vision and i'm gonna start chugging you know but i'm not gonna just go and emulate the exact same thing that they're doing i'm not going to take the same steps that they're doing i'm not going to take the same i'm not going to speak the same like the same the exact same phrases or pray the exact same way or things of that nature but i'm going to line myself up with what they're going to where they're trying to achieve it's true and it's one thing to um begin to serve that vision and say you know what, i'm going to say um there's this pastor who came up with this new how do I say it? Like the, just this new this new concept of hey, this is how we're going to reach multitudes. This is what we're going to do. It's one thing to serve that pastor in doing so and saying I'm going to conform my vision to this and to and to submit and serve while the the other vision that's birthed within my heart comes to mm-hmm. comes to fruition as well. Uh, versus oh that church is doing it like this, then we have to copy that example. We have to do it exactly like them. We have to sound just like them. And um, no, it's our own. No, that's uh, that's us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and especially I think this comes a lot with the presentation. You know, you see this you see this idea with apps. You know, if you look at your phone and you look at all the different years of design, you know, if you look up all if you look at all the the icons day to day like age to year to year, you can see like uh, there's this big movement with flat icons right now. It, it was at one point it was photorealistic, where every app had to look exactly like you could see the reflection of the water in the app icon or whatever. And then it went all the way to as simple as possible, as flat as possible. Like the the, the Snapchat logo went from having eyes and ears and the little ghost or whatever thing, and to just the outline of the thing. You know, and and all of these icons flattened right down. And once one person did it, everybody else did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And that that is kind of a good example because it comes to the idea that okay, we're now conforming to this this design theory that we're all going to have flat icons, but we all can't have the same icon. So we have to do flat icons in our own way. And how do we go and do that? You know, and that's that's such a that's that's what we should be doing in our spiritual lives where we say okay, this is this is the direction where we're supposed to be going. Let's let's point in that direction and let's do this in our own way. Amen. So so beloved, be genuine, be real today. Um and uh, follow the example the scriptures give as we follow Christ. Good morning. Welcome back to the King of Kings Morning Show. We're here live every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Time. You are listening to Radio WFHL 88.1 FM, New Bedford, and Radio WFHL International over the Internet. You can listen on your computer, tablet, or cell phone. Our website address is radiowfhl.com. You can download the King of Kings Morning Show as a podcast wherever podcasts are available. The Apple Podcast Store, the Google Podcast Store, Overcast, Spotify, and everywhere else large podcasts are available. It's completely free. Download it. Tell your friends. Tell your family. They can listen to the King of Kings Morning Show not only on Radio WFHL 88.1 FM between 6 and 8 a.m., but also anytime at their convenience when they download the King of Kings Morning Show as a podcast. We're here live every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Wednesday, November 21st, 2018. It's day 139 of the King of Kings Morning Show. Tyler's in the studio with me this morning. Good morning, Tyler. Good morning, everybody. So, like Benjamin said, today is uh, November 21st, 2018, so we'll be reading Proverbs 20, 
21 out of the New King James Version. For all of you following along, if you're watching on RadioWFHL.com, uh, right above my head here, there's a little link to click for a digital Bible app so you can uh, so you can follow along as well, digest it with your eyes uh, as well as your ears. And um, once again, we'll be reading Proverbs 21 out of the New King James Version. So let's get to it, Proverbs 21. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, like the rivers of water, and he turns it wherever he wishes. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. To do justice, to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. A haughty look, a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked are sin. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but, the, but those of everyone who is hasty sure, surely to poverty. Ooh, we need to hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Getting treasures by a lying tongue is the fleeting fantasy of those who seek death. The violence of the wicked will destroy them because they refuse to do justice. The way of the guilty man is perverse, but as for the pure, his work is right. Better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than a house shared with a contentious woman. The soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no favor in his eyes. When the scoffer is punished, the simple is made wise. But when when the wise is instructed, he receives knowledge. The righteous God wisely considers the house of the wicked, overthrowing the wicked for their wickedness. Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. A gift in secret pacifies anger, and a bribe behind the back strong wrath. It is a joy for the just to do justice, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. A man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. He who loves pleasure will be a poor man, and he who loves wine and oil will not be rich. The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous, and the unfaithful for the upright. Better to dwell in the wilderness than with with a contentious and angry woman. There is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. He who follows righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from trouble. A proud and haughty man, Scoffer is his name, he acts with arrogant pride. The desire of the lazy man kills him, and his hands refuse to labor. He covets greedily all day long, but the righteous gives and does not spare. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination, how much more when he brings it with wicked intent. A false witness shall perish, and a man who hears him will speak endlessly. A wicked man hardens his face, but as for the upright, he establishes his way. There is no understanding, uh, wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. And that's Proverbs 21. Amen. So we can see here, um, there were definitely a lot of, th- a lot of things to, um, to touch on this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, right here, verse 30, very plainly, there is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. We know that the Lord is all-knowing. He's omnipotent, which means he's all-powerful. And um, I mean, how, how can we fathom the thoughts of God? We can see here the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. So there's things that we do in the in the natural, but our deliverance comes from the Lord. Amen. 20. There is precious treasure and oil in the house of the wise who prepare for the future, but short-sighted and foolish men swallow it up and waste it. So, so no, no. prepare for the future. Don't don't just live day by day. Amen. A lot a lot of these are very um they're very plain in their in their sayings. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we we can see here. Hmm. Twenty three. He who guards his mouth and his tongue guards himself from troubles. That's so. That's such a true one. You know, if you watch what you say and watch what you what you promise and watch what you're going to do, like you say to people and things of that nature, it can save you a lot of time and a lot of effort in the long run. Amen. We can see here, uh, twenty one three, to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Mm -hmm. That um that confirms the word back in First Samuel, mm -hmm. where uh, the prophet Samuel spoke to Saul after Saul disobeyed God and uh, said, you know, to uh, to heed the voice of the Lord is better than the fat of rams, and to obey is better than the sacrifice. Uh, verse two, every. Uh, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. Mm -hmm. And we can see that we can we we can tend to justify our motives or see, see uh, make it so it's right within our own perspective. Yeah. But the Lord knows the outcome of every decision. Six acquiring treasures by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor. The seeking and pursuit of death, you know, um, lying and cheating and business and things of that nature is not beneficial to you. You know, it might seem so in the short run you know, in the short uh, span of time, but in the long run, it's going to come out more expensive for you. Mm, we can see here verse 25 and 6, uh, 25, 26. The desire of the lazy man kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. He covets greedily all day long, but the righteous gives and does not spare. Mm -hmm. We can see that um, righteous people, they, 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 they give their money without having to uh, greedily covet or say, you know, I have this intention, I just I just give. Mm -hmm. if, I'm, if I'm asked to give, that's what I do. Yeah. But we can see here the the lazy man. Um, one of the symptoms of being lazy is uh, greed, uh, greediness and covetousness. Mm -hmm. Proverbs is always action packed, and uh, it's a blessing to to read it every day, and it's a blessing to to be able to dissect it and definitely take the time to read it yourselves and interact with the Word of God yourselves because you might see something that we didn't notice or you might uh, not have noticed something that we noticed. So it's always good to read it uh, when you have the chance. Amen. Especially, especially right off the cuff too. We just mm -hmm. we, we go in, we go th go right through, and then we dissect it immediately. Mm -hmm. We can see here now, uh, last verse, verse five. So Proverbs twenty one five: The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. And um, after we come back from the break, we were talking about um, early, early this morning. We were talking about Abraham and uh, acting hastily to uh, snuff out the promises or the desires in which the Lord has placed in our hearts. Mm -hmm. So we can see everybody who is hasty, it surely leads to poverty. Amen. Good morning and welcome back to the Camp Kings Morning Show. We're here live every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Time. We hope that you're having a blessed start to your day. We know we are. So it's 7.30 here in the greater New Bedford area and all along the eastern seaboard of the United States of America. And uh, we're talking about following our own vision rather than following the visions of others or not... not um, not over or jumping the gun, I guess would be the best way to say it. Not not like jumping the gun and and uh, trying to force our vision when when it, it isn't the time, the correct time for it. Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs that um, a man's gifts will make room for him and they'll bring him before great men in their time. So there's one thing to go out and and, for, and force something versus letting our gifts, our talents, our vision, whatever it is, make room for us mm -hmm. in the right and appropriate time. Absolutely, you know, like the 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 old saying, uh, nine women can't have a baby in one month," type of thing. Where it's like there are certain things in our lives that require time. You know, it's not just something that can happen. You know, it's a, it's a process, and there's a there's a development cycle, and there's there's these times where things come into fruition, and we can't just force something to happen and expect it to end correctly. Amen. So we were talking this morning. We were talking about uh, the vision, like. 
Uh, we were using an example while Peter was here in the studio talking about, like, say, okay, so say the Lord has placed within your heart, whether it's to be a pastor, or it's whether to be some teacher, or whatever the Lord has placed in your heart. He he knows the desires, and that's why the Bible says that the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. If it if it lines up according to the Word of God, if it's um if it's just an appropriate vision, the Lord will will see it to pass because He's the one who's placed it there. But at the same time, there 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 are times and seasons to be able to to walk through or to uh, su- submit to another vision or to to serve a different vision while ours begins to grow and come to gestation. So so that vision that's placed within our hearts, like we were using Abraham as a wonderful example. Abraham saying, you know, speaking to, to uh, the Lord speaking to Abraham saying, hey, you're going to have a son. And he's already like, I'm 99 years old. Like, How is mm-hmm. this going to happen? But the Lord placed that vision within their hearts. And after a while, I mean, this vision could be for 10 years down the road. As much as he spoke it 10 years prior, mm-hmm. it could be 10, 20, 30. I mean, who, who knows how much longer in the future it is? The Lord is the Alpha and the Omega. He knows the end from the beginning. But he's placed that thing there for a certain time. Now Abraham, he was told, "Hey, you're going to be father of nations. You're going to have, you're going to have a son. You're going to have all these things." And um, and him and his wife, they kind of believed it, mm-hmm. and they wa- they walked into it. And after a while, they're like, "You know, what? I'm sick and tired of waiting. Here, honey, go go sleep with so and so and get this over with before. I mean, I I can't believe you're even having kids right now. Never mind. But here, mm-hmm. go go, yeah. go go try." And sure enough, they brought they brought by Ishmael through the works of the flesh. Forcing their vision to come, the visions placed within them to come to pass, and uh, we could see that later on down the line, in the Lord's appointed time, He brought actually Isaac through the fruit of uh, mm. Abraham and Sarah, Sarah, Sarah's womb. Absolutely, you know, and and there are so many other examples where you know taking things into our own hands and saying, okay, God isn't working on my time schedule. I need to start uh, making some moves, getting things working. You know, there's so many times where that that causes issues. You know, we talk about this this example of Tyler's coffee shop. The idea that if Tyler's going to open a coffee shop and he's like, God, I want to open a coffee shop. God, I want to open a coffee shop. And God is like, okay, chill out. Hold on. Wait a couple weeks. Well, like, let me let me show you. Wait until I tell you to go. And Tyler goes and, and puts a three-year lease on a building and buys $100,000 worth of equipment. And then Starbucks opens across the street next the next week. Sunk. You know, and that's it. You know, and, and if if Tyler had just waited a couple weeks, then, you know, he, God would have given him the, the intuition to say, hey, listen, like, this isn't the best place to be. And sometimes we're the ones who put ourselves into situations and we're the ones who force ourselves into these situations where we're where we're in a negative in a negative place. And we're like, God, why did you let me do this thing? And God was the one who said, like, hey, listen, I told you to chill out and you're the one who jumped the gun. Oh, we're, we're so good at ignoring all the red flags that are coming. Oh, we yeah. talk about that meme on the Internet. There's this uh, little cartoon dog that's sitting drinking tea at a, t- at a table yeah. and everything around him is just absolutely on fire. And he's mm-hmm. sitting there like. This is fine. Yeah, <laughs> this is wonderful. We have to we have to make like a little like slide up thing that'll come up and it'll be like with this the, is fine with the, with the memes that we're yeah, referring but, uh, to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, how do we do life without memes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's such an amazing thing to be honest. <laughs> but but it's so true. It's like sometimes we completely ignore everything around us and say like, okay, like this is gonna this is gonna be perfectly fine because as long God, as I, I want it. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's like I want I want to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to take the steps right now and I'm going to force it to happen and then we're like God will take care of it. God will cover the check. We're writing a check and God's going to cash it type of thing. We 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 love using car examples. It's like driving down the road, you get a you get a little check engine light, you get all the warning lights on the dashboard saying, "Hey, low tire pressure, uh low oil pressure." Mm-hmm. Like what what why are all these things going off? And you're just like, "Okay, well no, I I, I want to go to wherever I'm driving right now. Mm-hmm. Regardless of of all these lights that are popping up, I'm just going to drive." Yes. And all of a sudden, your engine blows, and mm-hmm. another meme pops up. That new Pikachu meme that's oh, yes. that's out there with with the surprise face. It's like 
your car blows up because your car was telling you, hey, there's a problem here Yeah, the whole time, and you just keep ignoring it and keep going. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, why did my car blow up? You're absolutely- oh, no. Yeah, we talk about the physical world as a, as a physical manifestation of the spiritual world. You know, that these are all things, everything that we can see in the physical world is an example of what is in the spiritual world. We have warning signals. We have things that say, why do we have check engine lights? Why does it matter that I need to check my engine? Because if you fix it now, it's going to save you a lot of issues in the long run. Mm-hmm. You can ignore this light. The light isn't like screaming at you and right. forcing you to take the car in. It's not going to stop you from running the car. Exactly. But it's like, hey, listen... The earlier you check this out, the cheaper it's going to be for you. So, like, get this to a mechanic. And it's the same thing with our spiritual lives where we're like, God is saying, like, hey, listen, I need you to chill out. And it could it could just be a feeling within our hearts because yes. we know in the back of our hearts, like, this isn't perfect right now. This isn't right. I don't really have full peace, but we could rationalize it with our own understanding and say, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to do this anyway in the flesh because... This is what my, this is what I want, regardless if I feel perfect about it or not. Mm-hmm. The Bible says in Proverbs three, five, and six to trust uh, trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. It's it's so easy to just grab onto our own understanding as much as we even like the Lord is like no 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 I'm going to put this feeling on your heart saying you probably shouldn't do this you shouldn't do this you mm-hmm. shouldn't do this and it's like my own understanding says straight ahead. Absolutely. Keep and, going. And we know. We know when, when y- things are going yes, wrong. Sir. You know, we we are the out of all people, we're the ones who are like, oh, like this is like a solid 30 20, like a 30 spread. Like, right. I'm it's not like, gonna... oh, I don't feel good about this. Yeah. But... It's fine. It, like, we're, we're too far gone to, to turn back now and let's just go for it. But we know we know when things are going perfectly well and we know when we, we feel peace with the subject and we, we go in and we're like, okay, this is exactly what I feel perfect peace and nothing goes wrong and everything works well. You know, and of course there are, there's a difference between like there are things that are, are working incorrectly because they're trying to deter you from doing something important, but there are also way, but but you know you feel peace in that as well. But you know we're not going to get into that specific detail. But it's so important to realize not to force something. You know, the first thing that you learn in um, I took a machining class a while back, and the, the first thing that they were like, do not force the machine. It's like the only thing you're going to do is break stuff. If you force it. It's like your physical strength is not the difference between the machine cutting the metal or not cutting the metal. Mm-hmm. If it's not cutting it, it's because there's an issue. Or even um even even in wood carving and wood crafting, mm-hmm. if you're if you're carving something with a knife and you get to a knot in the wood, mm-hmm. if you try to force that knot with your knife, you're either just gonna cut yourself, break whatever you're trying to to carve or. Cutting yourself is the perfect example. Like uh, when you're, you know, when you're opening a box and you're holding a knife the wrong way. How many, how many times has this happened to you? This happens to me all the time. Where you're about to do something and you stop, and there's like this freeze frame, and you're like, "This is going to end very badly." And sure enough, with the next second later, just pow! Yeah. Oh yeah. Here we go. Oh, look at the blood. (laughs) (laughs) And realizing in that split second when you're just like about to pry something open with a tool that's not supposed to be used to pry (laughs) something that you're like, you have that split second decision where you can say, I'm going to do this anyway and we're going to see how it goes. Or you say, no, this is really dumb. And you just back away and you're like, okay, let's let's reevaluate what's happening here. You know, but it happens so often in our lives and we we kind of brush over it a lot where we're like, this is a bad idea, but I'm going to do it anyway. Or we're like, okay, let's step, let's take a step back and let's reevaluate. And it's not, there's no problem with taking a step back and reevaluating our, our life decisions never. and our choices. Never, never. You know, I mean, we have a limited amount of time, but if we're going to make a decision in, in the moment, in the heat of the moment, that's going to cost us years of our lives, or it's going to cost us a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of monetary wealth just because we made like one bad decision, mm-hmm. then it's good to take a step back and say, okay, 
is this really the best decision in my life? Or even uh, reacting out of emotion in the heat of the moment, like you were just saying. Um, I've I've even heard it before. Before I became a Christian, there was um, there's this man who who my dad really looks up to, um, who's a I mean, far beyond my dad's uh, ability as a as a, as a businessman mm. who who helped him become who he is now. Um, he would say, you know what? Anytime I'm faced with a tough decision, I give it at least 24 to 48 hours, mm-hmm. and I just sit down and I think about it. I don't. I don't let my emotions get in the way. I don't let the emotion of the very moment cloud cloud my judgment. But I sit there and I try to make as sober as a decision as I possibly could. Well, think about car dealerships. That's the whole point of oh, a yes. car dealership. Oh, they get you in the heat of the moment. That's that's why you have car dealerships with a thousand cars. It's because it's like you want this option. We have one with that option. Here you go. They they try to mitigate the excuses that you have to mm-hmm. leave and then come back. Oh, and then and they'll throw a hundred different numbers, the, the same number, a hundred different ways at mm-hmm. you until you think you feel good about it. Yeah. When when you sit down and do the facts, I mean, that's one thing. If you ever need help buying a car, take me down there. there you go. Yes. <laughs> Tyler will you, go you will see, you will see a, a whole new world. Tyler loves car shopping. I do love car shopping because you have to. Um, they feed off a lot of emotion, especially because mm-hmm. it's such an emotional thing to buy a new car, mm-hmm. where they'll present you with with unfair terms, or they'll they'll make it seem like it's good. But if you sit there and if you just took half a second to take your calculator out and just mm-hmm. calculate what you're going to be paying, be like, no, that's not good. As good as that really just sounded, mm-hmm. that isn't uh, that is not a good deal. Absolutely, the car dealers do dislike the most the people who come in with their sheets of paper and they're like, okay, oh, that's, th- that's me. This is what I'm getting. Like, this is I would like to place an order for this vehicle. Well, see, the crazy thing is, I don't want to get too far off topic, but yeah. like the car that I mean, being car guys, the mm-hmm. car that I know or, or that I want after, I'm already I already know exactly the specific packages, trims. Yes. I know everything about the car. I know I even know who makes the front axle of the car. Nice. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, this this package comes with this this transmission made by this person, and this mm-hmm. is this gear ratio in the rear axle. This is the rear ratios in the front. Mm-hmm. Comes with these upgraded hubs and things like that. I mean. The minute car guys start talking to me or the car salesman, they they, they look and you you can see yeah. that that minute. It's like, okay, well, let's do this. Not gonna, yeah, you're not going to make any money. This it, isn't going to happen. <laughs> and it's like, and that's the thing. And to, to bring it back and not to just yeah, like please, transition please, right please. back. No, it's, it's. But that, that idea is so true. This idea that if you come in and you're like, I know X, Y, Z, I know all of the details about this transaction. I understand what it's worth. I understand what I'm willing to pay for it. And we're just here to sign some papers. Mm-hmm. That's the level that we should be at with the decisions in our life when it comes to like decisions of about our, our our walk with the Lord and decisions about the things that God is asking us to do. Right. I know the Word says this, 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 and this. Absolutely. I know that the Lord placed this vision in my heart like this. If it does, if it's not perfect, if it's not giving me peace, and it's not lining up according to the Word of God mm-hmm. or according to um, according to uh, the conviction of the Holy Spirit within my heart, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. We should not compromise on the vision that God has given us. If God has Amen. given us a vision to do X, Y, and Z, and we see that this is not the the thing, you know, if God says within five years, let's, let's use an example, God gives us the vision within five years we're going to be in Africa helping the starving children, which is an amazing thing that a lot of people do. You know, you're not going to sign, and somebody offers you a 10-year lease on a building, that doesn't make sense. No. You know, because if you truly believe the vision that God had, and this is just an example, if if you believe that the vision that God gave you in five years you're going to be in India, why would you sign a 10-year lease? No matter how good that looks, why would you set yourself up to be right. locked down re- for 10 it, years? Is it really faith? Exactly. 
and I'm not talking about like a warehouse or a building or something of that nature that can continue to. I'm talking about like an apartment or something of that nature, like where you live. Yeah, like, something that you would have to sit, sit there and sustain. Exactly, and it's like you're you're fighting your own vision, and sometimes we do this without even realizing it. Where we're sitting here and we're like, God gave me this vision for this thing, and I'm going to do all of these amazing things, and in the background you're making deals that are overlapping that vision or are going exactly contradictory to that vision. We were talking earlier. Um, I, I would love to just keep running on this. That's fine. Um, you were talking earlier, and we were using the example of concrete, and then using it as um, as Abraham in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there is is there any way you can roll into well, that? We were talking about this idea that it's like concrete is such a such a great example when it comes to to our vision and our walk with the Lord, where it's like. It, concrete takes a long time to set correctly. You know, you know, people think, oh, you do this, you do this, but concrete's supposed to set for an exuberant amount of time before it's actually at full strength. Like, it has a working strength and then a full strength. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like, if you touch concrete while it's wet, you know, it affects the final outcome of the concrete, but it also affects the final outcome of the concrete for the rest of the time that the concrete is there. You know, you can, you can mess up something. You mess up a corner of concrete and you don't fix it, it's going to stay like that for the rest of the time that the concrete is there until mm-hmm. it's destroyed. You know, it's a lasting effect on the quality of the concrete. You know, you talk about this idea where it's like a concrete gets a crack. It doesn't just like mold back together. You know, it, it's done. Like it's cracked. And once a concrete gets a crack, you can't fix it. Even if you pour more concrete into it, mm-hmm. it's not the same as when it was molded together as one coherent yep. piece. Right. And it's the same thing with our vision and the same thing with our with our steps. If we take steps that are contrary to our vision, they, it can affect the final outcome of our vision as a whole. We can we can see like the life of Abraham. Now Abraham had this vision to be the father of nations. The Lord placed all these things in him, and he goes first, and he tells him to go and dwell in the land in which I show you. And he he brings him to Canaan, and then there was a drought in Canaan, and Abraham went to his own understanding and went down to Egypt mm-hmm. in search of food. When I mean, I'm sure the Lord would have provided for him it right right there in Canaan. Mm-hmm. But he went there to Egypt uh, in his own uh, in his own understanding. Then he lied to the Pharaoh, and Pharaoh kicked him right out. He was like, "Dude, you are coming here in in completely the wrong motive right now, and you lied to me. So, mm-hmm. like, here, get out of here." Mm-hmm. And that 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 probably costed him Canaan in itself because there was time for people to come in and and continue to populate Canaan. And then, sure enough, okay, you're going to be a father of nations. Well, let me go and and have a child out of the flesh in my own idea in uh, in that time. And now Esau became. Uh, thrown in the flesh to the is to the to to the Israelites mm-hmm. up until today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still a, it's a constant battle between the children of Esau and the children of Jacob. Mm-hmm. It, it is. I mean, oh, I mean Isaac and um, Isaac and Ishmael. Sorry, I, I, I did I did I said that the wrong way. But it's um, Isaac and Ishmael. First he had Ishmael, and then he had Isaac, and now the ch- the children of uh, Ishmael are the 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 Arab and, and and Muslim population, where you have the children of Isaac who are. The children of the promise, the the, the Jewish people, mm-hmm. and it's so it happens so often, and we don't realize it, and it's so important that it, that we realize it, and then we we start to take steps to stop this from happening. Is this idea that we're like we're it's, and I can see it because I'm a visual I'm a visual person, and I and I just see us with this like manifestation of God. It's like us and God sitting on a couch, and we're just waiting, and we're like God, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to take over, and it's like you're not doing anything, so I'm going to do it, and we go and we just do something. You know, and it's like, and, and I'm not going to try to explain the, the movie that's going on in my head, but like, 
it's like God, we're like watching God and we're just like sitting there waiting for God to do something and God isn't doing anything or it looks like God isn't doing anything and we're just staring at him and then we're like, okay, fine, I'm going to do it myself. And sure enough, you didn't, you didn't know like, oh God, like I want popcorn really yeah. bad. Well, well, so you and God are sitting on the couch. This, yeah. is, a, this is an awesome example. <laughs> you and God are sitting on the couch and you're like, God, I really want popcorn. He's like, don't worry, I got it. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't worry about it. Just, just, just hang out in the right time. The popcorn will, will be here. Mm-hmm. It'll be done. I'll take care of you. He's like, well, and you're, we're like, oh, no, God, I want popcorn so bad. I want popcorn so bad. God, when's it going to be done? God, when's it going to be done? All right, God, well, you're not going to move, so I got to get up and get up, get up and go make some popcorn. Mm-hmm. So you go up into the kitchen, and sure enough, as you get there, the, the microwave goes off, and the, pop, the popcorn's done, but you weren't ready to, to receive it there on the couch at that moment. God's mm-hmm. like, dude, I told you. It was, yeah. it was done. I was going to come up. I was going to serve you. You didn't have to get up or do anything. Mm-hmm. Just continue to watch the movie unfold. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, now I missed the part of the movie and I didn't get popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And, it, and it's so true. And we, we fight God all the time. And it's like we say out of our, really you know, out of our, out of our, <laughs> vo- like we say with our words, I trust in God. I believe in God. God is going to do this for me. God is going to do that for me. God is going to do all these amazing things. God is omnipotent. God is all knowing. God is all powerful. We say all of these amazing things that are so true. And then we go and we can't even wait 20 minutes for something to happen. We have to have something in the moment exactly right now. Like it has to be right, right now like god like it's almost like we're like fighting god and we're like god god like if you just listen to me you would do better stuff like we like we know better than god does it's like god you know if you just listen to me everything would work perfectly fine and it's like no like god knows what's happening god knows what's going on god knows what's going on in our lives and how all of this stuff plays together you know what if like we this this idea of tyler's coffee shop just keeps coming up to me again and again and it's just like a great example where it's like it, we can do all of this stuff and it doesn't mean that your coffee shop isn't going to work it just means like if you had just waited two weeks st- you would have seen that starbucks is opening across the street and you can go and do something else because you're not going to compete with starbucks or or even um even that concrete example that you used you know you could have a wonderful foundation but if we didn't if we didn't go and mess with it while it's curing i mean the foundation still works mm-hmm. but it has all these blemishes in it now and it won't have the tensile strength that it would have mm-hmm. if we would have just left it alone in its curing period the curing process absolutely so so take hold of this today don't 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 uh, don't jump the gun let god let god do what he's doing you know it's tough it's not easy sometimes to wait on god but know that god is the one who's in control of everything god is the one who knows what's going on god is the one who knows how this event factors into all of the other events that are happening and he's the one who's really in control of everything so let him do what he does best let him control the world amen so the bible says in proverbs 3 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge the lord and he'll direct your paths the bible says also in proverbs that um a man's gifts they make room for him that vision that the lord has given us makes room for us and it will bring us before great men at its appointed time amen Good morning and welcome back to the King of Kings Morning Show. We're here live every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Time. We're rounding out the second half of our block. We're getting ready to close it down for this week. Don't forget, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. I, well, I hope that nobody forgot that. Just like pass. If you, this is the first time you know you've known it's Thanksgiving, um, I think that you just haven't you're been welcome. paying attention. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's Friday. We're going to take the day off. We're going to spend the day uh, just relaxing after the a bunch of eating that's going to happen on Thanksgiving. So uh, take the day off tomorrow. You can have the day off on us. Just tell. Uh, just. Just take the day off tomorrow. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a holiday. <laughs> so uh, nonetheless, uh, yeah, so Thursday's Thanksgiving, Friday we're taking off. We'll be back bright and early Monday morning uh, for another amazing episode of the King of Kings Morning Show. And uh, 
update on the podcast. They're getting edited. Uh, two went up yesterday, and a couple more will be going up today. So uh, we should be caught up by the time we get back on Monday with the King of Kings Morning Show. Amen. So um, just, to, just to round out everything that we've said during this short week, um, really, let's, um, let's take this time to be grateful and to be thankful, not just yeah. for... Um, not just for the moment, not just for the day, but let's let's carry that heart of gratitude, that that moment of reflection throughout the whole rest of the year as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about the, the beginning of this week on Monday. We started right off with this idea that it's easy to be thankful in this time. It's easy to be thankful when everybody's happy and everybody's in the the holiday spirit and everybody's good to go and everybody's ready to ready to to have the family around and things of that nature. But it's it's harder once. December 15th rolls around and the credit card bills start coming in again and everything happens again and, and life gets back to normal. It, it's hard to to continue to be in that thankful state of mind, but we have to remember, you know, that that every single day of our lives is a gift from God, you know. Amen. Psalm 103 says, "Bless the Lord of my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name, who um forget not his benefits, who forgives our iniquities and heals all of our, our diseases, he redeems our life from perdition in the pit." Beloved, there's um there's nothing in this world that can separate you from the love of Christ and for knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, that is the greatest miracle and blessing of all. Absolutely, you know. And uh and take take hold of what we were talking about today as well, you know. It's like a lot of people start a lot of projects and a lot of people are trying to, to find new visions and, and some of us might be questioning, God, where do you want us to go next? What do you want us to do next? What do you want us to 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 accomplish next? And and holding on to this time and and you know maybe shift from the idea of god what else can you give me into thank you god for everything that you've done in my life already you know and to go through this period of of time and to say thank you to god for once you know because i think that a lot of us don't really say thank you to god enough i mean we couldn't say thank you to god enough for everything that he's done for us already you know but but to continue and to say thank you and to appreciate everything that god has done in our lives and everything that he's going to continue to do for us is a very important thing for us Amen. It's it's so real and genuine to be able to meet the Lord in that place mm-hmm. and just um, with a real heart of thanksgiving. The Bible says in Psalm 100, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So beloved, um, enter into his gates today and from this day on with thanksgiving and his courts with praise because it's our praise that routs the enemy. Absolutely, you know, and don't and don't uh, don't be discouraged if uh, if things aren't going necessarily the best right now. You know, sometimes it's hard. If you look at just the surface, sometimes it it's hard to see things that are fa- uh, that we can be thankful for. But you know, every single day is a is a day of thanks. Uh, it's supposed to be a day of thanksgiving. Every day is a gift. Every breath is a gift. Uh, to live in such an amazing country is is a gift. You know, the the freedoms and the abilities that we have, you know, is is amazing. You know, so so take the time to to be thankful for everything that we've been allocated in our lives. Well, you know, what we did, didn't do this morning. Um, we didn't play our official unofficial theme song. Of all days, this would have been the day to play it. I know. Give thanks yeah. to the Lord for He is good, for His love endures forever. Well, there you go. Well, uh, nonetheless, we uh, we will run it in on a Monday morning. Then, how about that? That'll be the first song that we play. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord! If um, if you could give us a, give us a shout down here and remind us. Yeah, absolutely. Give us yeah, remind us to to play the song. So uh, we're gonna go. That's it for today. This is the King of Kings Morning Show. We're here on Radio WFHL eighty eight point one FM, New Bedford, and Radio WFHL International over the internet. You can listen on your computer, tablet, or cell phone. Our website address is radio wfhl dot com. 
You can also download the King of Kings Morning Show podcast available wherever podcasts are available. The Apple Podcast Store, the Google Podcast Store, Overcast, Spotify, and about 10 other platforms uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Don't forget you can tell Siri to tune in uh, or to listen to the King of Kings Morning Show. Or uh, you can tell your digital personal assistants. All of your digital personal assistants can do it. And as Tyler likes to say, if you have a actual personal assistant, tell them to uh, to do the research as well for the <laughs> King of Kings Morning Show. It's been a blessing to be here with you. We're here live every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Time. If you'd like to give us a call, let us know how we're doing. Let us know we can improve. If you'd like to say hi, if you have any song requests or prayer requests, you can give us a call, 508-991-7600. Once again, 508-991-7600. Or you could write us a letter, Radio WFHL, P.O. Box 3025 in New Bedford, Massachusetts, 02741. Once again, Radio WFHL, P.O. Box 3025 in New Bedford, Massachusetts, 02741. And our phone number, once again, 508-991-7600. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this show or any of the shows in the King of Kings Network, or if you'd like to become a sponsor of the King of Kings Morning Show podcast, you can give us a call, 508-991-7600. Once again, 508-991-7600. Or if you'd like to become a private partner with us, if you'd like to support the show in any way you can, you can go to our website, radiowfhl.com, scroll down to the bottom, click the little PayPal link, and PayPal will take care of the rest. Or you can write us a check, uh, send it to Radio WFHL, P.O. Box 3025 in New Bedford, Massachusetts, 02741. Once again, Radio WFHL, P.O. Box 3025 in New Bedford, Massachusetts, 02741. Remember, Tyler and I are volunteers, so you're not paying our check. You're keeping the lights on. Ninety uh, percent of what you give goes directly to the to the King of Kings uh, to, to to King of Kings Radio WFHL. Uh, it goes to keeping the lights on, keeping the computers running, running everything. And ten percent goes to the Yuval School of Worship in Israel. Uh, Yuval deals with worship and outreach, and we deal with worship and outreach. So we felt we should support an organization that uh, dealt with the same things we did. So you get a two for one. You get to help the King of Kings. Uh, Church, you get to help the King of Kings Morning Show, you get to help Radio WFHL, and you also get to help Israel and the Yuval School of Worship. So it's definitely a great investment. So this is the King of Kings Morning Show. We're here live every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Tyler, it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. We hope that you have a blessed Thanksgiving to you and your family, and to each and every one of you, have a blessed Thanksgiving. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And we'll be back bright and early, Monday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Time. And until then, be blessed. Be blessed.